Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Should we start? Yeesh. Should we start this episode? It's episode sure. 99. Nine, uh, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, Hashtag on Twitter, on Instagram. You guys can catch a bunch of stuff there as well. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And thank you to all of our Patreons, especially our examinators. Yeesh. Because we have Sharon Hoffman, Samantha Vaughn, Rhett Harris, and... Melissa Morgan. Morgan Melissa. Because I like Melissa. to fuck her name up. And we know her. We know Yeesh. two of our two uh-huh. of our four. We almost got to meet Sharon and... Well, I know Rhett. We went to school with him. Yes, we did. I know, I know Rhett. Yeah. We almost got to meet Sharon in New Orleans. Yeesh. But um, she got sick. Yep. Yeesh. We need to do a, a redo of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the sober Sally this time. Tee <laughs> I just want to go see more. See more butts? See more butts. I thought of that as soon as I said <laughs> soon it. Soon as you say it. Well, I want to go. There's a lot of other things that I want to go and do, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a lot easier to go and do those things when you're not hungover the next day. Right. Yeah, we wasted a whole day. I watched Ridiculousness for an entire day because of the strip club. Yep. Oops. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's a fucking rough go when you uh, don't go home and go to bed till after three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, you stay on per row for five six hours i regret nothing i regret nothing i had a good fucking time dude. <laughs> i had a good time and uh yeah 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 um what about social media where can you find us oh, you can find us all the place uh if you guys want to check us out on twitter we're at color me dead pod you can find us on facebook at color me dead podcast we also have the color me dead podcast group disclaimer we are not uh we're not responsible for the, <laughs> the posts and opinions of others in that group. If you want to find us on Instagram, we're Color Me Dead Podcast. You can find me at Color Me Dead Angel. And you can find me at Gory underscore Nikki. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Meh. Yeesh. If you want to get some Color Me Dead merch, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com. Watch it for new shit coming soon. Soon, we hope. And then you can get your nice summer tank tops. Yes. A tank top. You can tank have tops. one for your guns out. Sun, guns out. Sun's out. Guns, guns out. out. Yeesh. So today we are actually going to do a recap. Um, and this is going to be more of a fun, lighthearted. You know, we're going to dig into depth on a few things. We're going to talk about some of our favorite episodes and series. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move into episode 100, where we're calling our listeners and answering some of their questions. And you can watch for us soon. I don't know what the air date's going to be. We're going to be on Serial Chillers again. Yep. Bofus this time. Bofus. Bofus. We'll give you an episode date when we have it, or an episode number. More? I'm excited for that. Yeesh. 
one of the things that happened recently is on Instagram, and I and I always love this when people give us feedback on episodes, okay? Mm-hmm. So I had somebody reach out to us about our very first episode. New fan was like, hey, I just started listening to your show. I was like, hey, thanks for listening. They're like, by the by, your first episode. I was like, ah, yeah. You know, it was new. I was trying to explain. I was like, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing. The sound was bad. This, you know, trying to like explain away our foo- foobar. And she's like, no, the whole episode. She's like, I I just want you to know there's this book that you can read. There's this article. There's this, there's this. She's like, the whole episode's riddled with mistakes. I was like, really? And I was like, well, that was our first, um, that was our first episode. And I said, um, you know, the, the young lady that actually wrote the episode is no longer with Color Me Dead. And I said, we have had a host change. And that happens, you know, about half, halfway through a year. And uh, she was like, oh, well, you should read this book. You should look at this. She's like, just because there's all of these things that I think you guys should redo the episode. And I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. because yeah. I would love to read about that. Well, and <clears throat> it's not that... It, ooh. It's not that um, the episode was bad. The episode was good, you it know. Was, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes the information that is made available, okay, we all know this. Go fucking find somebody you want to learn about, all right, and look them up on Wikipedia, look them up on Murderpedia, and then buy an actual fucking book. The information that you it's are going to get all different between the three sources is fucking different on every turn. So. While I think the episode for our first episode was a good episode, I decided, yeah, I am going to go and get this book and then we can redo the episode. Um, The older episodes, I think what we're going to do is archive them. They'll -hmm. still be made available, but we're going to archive them. And maybe that'll be like a Patreon thing for for future. But where, um, and especially like if our fans, like if a listener says, hey, you should redo this episode because... I happen to know this, 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 and this. I've read this. I have this material, whatever. I think that it's important for us to go back and redo the episode. Right, because when you're first... Like, I know from when I was first starting, it's, like, so overwhelming to try to write an episode when you're like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I should listen to. What Like, my, for me, it's Ronald Gene Simmons. That was my right. first full... And I would love to go redo that one. I would love to redo that one because he was such a fuckwit. And I was like, I was lost. I think we right. did okay, but I was really lost. <laughs> well, and we, we, you know, that we were kind of in the middle of a lot of different things. Yeah. And we ended up redoing that episode anyway. Like a lot of, like from when it was originally written to what we actually produced. Oh, yeah. The episode I, was scrapped and rewritten yeah. anyway. Um, because there was just, I mean, the episode was a shit show. It was a mess, you know, from the, the product that we had that we were going to start recording from to when we were like, okay, this isn't going to work. We read it. It was bad. We threw it away. And then we actually went forward Mm. with a rewritten episode. However, it was one of your first episodes, just the two of us. And so one of the things that, you know, we got in the habit of doing, earlier on was that we had a format and I want to get away from that. Um, You know, it was always, you know, we're going to go back, we're going to do the childhood, we're going to do everything leading up to this. And while it is informative, I think it's also fun because I did it in the Emmett Till episodes where you talk about this and then you can go back. Yeah. And talk about childhood. Like a teaser. Yeah. And and kind of, I don't want to say bounce around 
But it doesn't have to be in chronological order. And I think that's where a lot of people get hemmed up is because when you're first writing episodes, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And you kind of want to do it like a high school report. So it happened here in 1981, then 1983, then 1984, and then we did this, and then we did this. And everything comes out kind of book report. That's how I do it, because that's how my brain can follow it. I'm like, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and if that's the way it works, fuck, that's the way it works. But I think that there's ways to do things that it can also be like, so we're going to talk about this and fucking murder, murder, well, murder, every murder. Every episode doesn't have to be the same. You no. can do it one way. I can do it another way. And, you know, then and, you I, and I think that's important mm-hmm. to like give a little give a little change in the format. Um, it's also why I like doing the survivor stories. Which mm-hmm. we do have, we do have um, a few in the hopper that we've had sent to us. So we might do a we should uh, an, another Survivor series here in a couple weeks. We haven't done one for a while because yeah. I did one while you were gone mm-hmm. by myself because I had host issues and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do a solo, a solo uh, Survivor." Right. And we haven't done one since. And I think it's, um, I think it's a nice break. For people and people have always said that they love survivor stories. Mm-hmm. It's something that you don't really see in other podcasts, especially true crime. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a lot of different ways that you can present a story and have it still be informative, still have it be structured without yeah. it being chronological, chronologically ordered. Right. Um, I think Ronald Gene Simmons was a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of information that we could... Well, when I, I your face when I said fun, you're like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> uh. with you? Um, not, it, it's fun in the way that like the way that it actually panned out for us to do that one with him being the Santa Claus slayer yeah. or whatever, and it was mm-hmm. right for the holidays. Um, but I think that there's definitely a way that things need to be done. And, you know, who's not to say that we don't go back and redo even Ed Gein? You know what I mean? Well, and the and the reason for wanting to redo Ed Yin. So there was different um there was different information coming from different people. And the the problem that existed with that episode is that we had too many irons on the fire and too many people trying to talk at once. And I think with you and I, the way that it's actually worked out is we'll get excited and we'll talk over the top of each other and we got to stop. We'll like look at each other and be like, why are time? <laughs> um, and there's other information sources that are available to us. Um, you know, when we've done episodes in the past, whether it's, you know, Ed Gein or even Emmett Till or whatever, there's so many different books that you can use. Yeah. And I like the the one thing that I have liked about the episodes that you and I do is that when it's your turn to write it, you research it, you write it, and then I read it so that we're on the same page with mm-hmm. shit instead of two people doing or three people, four people, whatever. And they're branching off doing their own shit. And then they come to the table and it's kind of a mess. Mm. It's like leaving the top off a blender. Yeah. And it's a little bit like the story is more cohesive. The information is more accurate. And I've I've enjoyed that about me and you. Right. Well, like when we did. uh, Well, we'll talk about that later. We're starting to talk about all the people on my list. (laughs) 
we'll talk about that. But we did one where I started and then you were like, no, 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 there's a better book. And I'm like, well, give me, give me this book. I need oh, it. Oh, yeah. And so, I, yeah, we re-ramped. Re-ramped. But I would like to redo some of the earlier episodes. Um, I would like to start with Hi-Fi Murders. Hi-Fi. Yes. I like that one. Um, and uh heather i couldn't think of her goddamn name i love you heather couldn't think of your <laughs> name heather rottweiler when she did the book club mm-hmm. the one the book was like i think i can't think of what it was called i think it was like victims but it's all the other side is the family the victims right the, or the families of the victims mm-hmm. side that was a good book too so that'll be fun to redo because i want to read more about that one because it's fucked up it's not that far away yeah I, I mean, it's real, it, in the grand scheme of things, hi-fi is a hop, skip, and a jump from where mm-hmm. we are. Like, the hi-fi, the location still exists, you know. I was so just there a, for hockey. Yes. So there's still a lot that can be done with that episode, and especially with when you've got written material, it really does make a world of difference versus what you find just like a seek and destroy mission for internet articles. Mm. Yeah, those are so hard. And you just, I mean, what you get in the news and news articles and then you know 30 years later the hi-fi murders and then that one might be like more opinion based and it's mm-hmm. not so much fact and it just bounces around so so much that i am really excited like and i i highly encourage people you know if you listen to the show and you listen to an episode and you're like but wait i know this one and you have a book or you have something and you, you know, send that over to us and be like, hey, I want you guys to read this and redo the episode. We might not get to it right away, mm-hmm. but if you've got something like like that where I get a, a message on Instagram and they're like, yo, you need to look at this. They're like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first favorite, I know everybody knows the answer. I'm so sorry, but it's <laughs> Ed, which is episodes... 29 through 31 and my okay he was my first one so that's kind of why because that one was already on the schedule when I came in which was amazing because I bought the book and I was like well I'm gonna read because I wasn't writing it I was just reading it to know what we were talking about and he totally like blows my mind because he's I don't understand him I don't understand I want to know more I want to know why I want to know if he knew what he was doing if he was I don't know he just gets in my brain in my brain in my brain and I want to know like I'll I'll think that I came up with something where I'm like yeah, okay, he knew what he was doing. He was trying to fool everybody else. He was playing stupid. But from the early age of whatever it was, I, I'm rusty on his info because that was a long time ago. But when he saw his mom and dad butchering that pig mm-hmm. and he flipped the fuck out, so did he have it planned from there? I don't think so. I don't think he had the, his whole show planned where he's like, oh, I can't see dead things. I'm going to freak out now. But maybe later on he used it. He was like, oh, remember when they thought that I was freaked out by that? I'm going to keep using that and they're going to think that I can't butcher anything. <laughs> but really, I'm just butchering women and cutting them apart. But then I got to go to Plainfield 
and see him, him, him. Mm. I laid on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his grave, but it was so weird going there because as we were driving up, I was like thinking about the fact that I got to see his grave and I saw Bernice Warden and I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, holy fucking shit. His victims are here too. Mm -hmm. They're right there. Like as you're driving in, hers is big as shit on the right. And then you go around the corner and there's his. And then I'm like walking around it like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. And over like right at the foot of their graves is the Adams lady that he dug up. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, this is real. This is really where this all went down. She's literally right by his mom. It's so weird. So fucking, yeah. I'm just obsessed with the mofucker. Mofucker? And I guess I want to redo those episodes. Well, it's just there's... There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, whoa. Yeesh. Yay, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> There's a lot of episodes that I would like to redo, whether it's I've come across more information or better research material or, um, you know, the production value wasn't where our production value is now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just a lot of different things that I would like to see different. And moving forward, there's been... I had the light bulb, had the, had the epiphany, and got so excited, I fucking text you at oh yeah three o'clock in the fucking morning from work and was like, dude. Idea time. I fucking know this thing that I want to do, and here it is. Bap. And There's I got, an email. <laughs> yeah. And here's a fucking email. And the best part was six o'clock in the morning, I've just gotten off work, and I'm getting into the bathtub to, to fucking simmer down. And I get a text from Nikki and she's like, I fucking love this idea. Like, because I was really worried that you were going to be like, I don't know. And when you were like, yes, let's fucking take off and run with this. And then I presented it to Spencer for some feedback. And he's like, here's what I, th- I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> he's like, here's what I think you should do. He's like, blah, 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 and see how it goes. And then, you know, drop the hammer. And uh-huh. I was like, fucking a yeah so there's a lot of things that are going to be yeah because we don't want to be like not not that we're trying to change everything because we know that you guys like it how we do but we're also learning as we go and we want to add to it not change no it's just it's it's moving forward with true crime there is a lot to offer um i'm not saying we're the only podcast that has done survivor stories but we're one of the few Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people like that. And so I want to continue forward with that, but there's a lot of things about true crime that has never been done. And I figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that being said, 2020 is going to hold a lot of new things for Color Me Dead that I'm very excited about. Very excited. Very excited. There's always new things coming because we learn new things. Yeesh. Yeesh. What's your next one? Um, my next, my next one, my next one. My Unless next you one? want to hear me talk about Ed Geeny more, I was trying to reel it in there for a minute because I could <laughs> go on all goddamn day. 
Um, I, I, no, I think with, with Ed Gain, I would like to see those episodes redone. Not because I think they were done poorly. I think they were done really well. Yeah. But I there's just want just, to go do more. There's just so much more. And with all of the information that, and like I said, it takes us, like when we go and find books, cause the, like we walk into Barnes and Noble, there might be four books on mm-hmm. one thing and you get a book. You read it and you're like, well, this isn't exactly what I expected. And then you find something else and you start reading it. You're like, fuck, mother load. This is it. it. This is the one. And so there's there's other books. There's other things that we can we can do for these episodes. One of the episode. And I and I really like this episode. It was one that I was really into and that I wrote. um, Mary Bell. Oh, there there are. We co-wrote that one because yeah. I read that little uh, mm-hmm. book. Yeah, that one was fun to do. So there's a lot of information that could have been added to that episode. And it wasn't until later that this shit was unearthed. Um, would I like to redo that episode? Maybe not redo it, but maybe revisit it. Add it. Add, add it. Add it. Yeah, because I thought we did pretty good we did. between because you did you wrote it i remember now like it took me a moment mm-hmm. you wrote it i read the little book added some to it yep and yeah so there's i would like to redo it because you can't the sound quality on that one is shit oh really yeah we uh, had, it's it was one of those that like you either turn it up and then it's like bang we in your had ear. tom on it and yeah. we didn't know what we were doing with the sound shit yet we should just yeah. and i don't want to be like hey sorry you're off however like just saying anyway moving forward can i tell you something about yes. her mm-hmm. calvin comes in the other day he's in his room watching tv he's recently into murder and he's at that age where most people get their true crime feel goods out yep <laughs> and he's like oh my god mom there's this girl and he's like i think that you already i think that you've read about her before the one from oh he said the whole name i can't even think of where she's from Tyneside, whatever. Anyway, he said the whole thing on whatever. Anyway, he was like, um, and she killed a little boy. And he tells me the whole story. I was like, she killed two little boys. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck did you just learn about that? (laughs) What are you watching? (laughs) And he's like, oh, just kids who kill. I'm like, that's what you do with your Saturdays? You sit in your room and watch kids who kill? Sometimes. And forensic files. And there's this other one. And I'm like, damn (laughs) shit and i was like well i got a book i was like wait what did they talk about with her mom what what kind of things did they say her mom had her do and so he told me and i was like okay then you can read this book because it's just a little one it's not like super detailed or anything i was like if you want to read this book you can read this book it's got a lot more about her and he's like oh and i was like so i gave him the whole like parenting is a big deal (laughs) the way you parent will affect your children if you parent like her mom you will turn into a your child will turn into a fucking murderer have a murderer me okay your turn it's my turn your turn okay it's my turn Mm -hmm. it's my turn let me look at my list rodney alcala why though I love him. I loved reading that book. It wasn't him. It wasn't... I don't want to redo it. I just loved that one. That was one of my favorites. Okay. I 
but I, so in my brain, because we had just got, I got stuck on the like, we should add to we this or redo. we should redo these. So when you said that, I was like, what the fuck? Those no, were really good episodes. Favorite. That was one of my favorites. That book okay. was fucking amazing. It was called The Dating Game Killer. Loved that book. I loved reading it. I love how it was written. I kind of wrote the episode to follow how the book was written because I loved the book so much. Um, he fascinated the shit out of me. I keep waiting for more people to come up that were murdered by him that they're going to find out about later. Later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am. I really like like he makes me sick as fuck because his whole overpowering tiny women. I hate and his whole uh, I'm good I'm a photographer I can make you you know well and he was preying on uh, which you could still do to this day because there's a lot of um young ladies you know they they what they call finger quote Instagram models and that's mm-hmm. where they get their exposure and then of course you've got when it when it's time for young ladies or young men both or what however you identify young um, people people when Human being individuals <laughs> i don't care if you're a pony um when they go to get like headshots and they're trying to get a portfolio put together that shit is expensive so when you've got an individual that's like hey i'll take some photos for you i'm gonna help you get exposure and then you walk into a situation where you see somebody's got the equipment and a nice studio and they've got all these backdrops and these you know different things that you're like oh shit okay this person's legit and he was and he was and then you've you've got these girls that are like oh okay he's gonna take photos and we're gonna be you know i'm gonna get the exposure that i want which is very much fucking pertinent today no honey Mm -mm. don't go alone don't go alone fuck that don't go alone no 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 don't go alone well, and it was the 70s. They didn't really have all the media to find out about things because fucked up shit went on in the 70s just like it does. Like the oh, world yeah. was not different then. No. The, it, the reason that it was different is because they were harder to track down and find um, because nowadays there's like DNA and all that shit. And that came on during the Rodney Alcala shit. But um because that's how he ended up getting caught how many years later is because Mm -hmm. then they could go back and look at dna they couldn't get caught you didn't have all of the media shit to share everything immediately so people didn't know about it um kids weren't on their phones all the time reading about all the fucked up shit that was happening it was like in a newspaper maybe on tv shit that kids didn't want to pay attention to we didn't know it was that's oh it was like so the kids could go out and didn't know not to talk to the stranger like my mom told me not to but whatever <laughs> I like how back then it was don't get in cars with strangers, don't talk to strangers, don't give your phone number out to people you don't know. And nowadays we're like, hey, can I get a fucking Uber so I can get in a car with a stranger? Give that person my fucking phone number and drive around with them. And my credit card number. Yeah. That, yeah. It's kind of fucking kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. looking at an article mm-hmm. just because I wanted like to refresh on a few of these as we were talking about them. Mm-hmm. And I remember they ha- they showed the pictures of when he straightened his hair. <laughs> 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 I totally forgot how majestic those pictures were. Um, there are there are some things that you can you can unearth on the on the interwebs. Um I think that's part of like what I most love about my job. And I don't ever talk about my job. 
Um, just because I don't, I, I don't care if people know where I work, but I prefer to keep my work, like my professional life, very separate. Mm-hmm. And I intend to keep it that way. But I do have internet access. And when I'm up all night doing my job, I have time that I can sit at my computer and I can look shit up. And some of the things that I look up, like, God bless whomever is, like, monitoring my computer use. <laughs> They're like, oh, God, what, what did we do? Fuck, who did we hire? But some of the photos that you can find of people, whether it was prior to their crimes, after their crimes, you know, it's kind of like Jodi Arias winning her fucking uh, beauty pageants and, like, talent contests behind bars. Good God almighty. Jesus. Speaking of Jody Arias. Hold on. I have something to add. Oh, Is she your next one? Yeesh. I have something to add to Alcala real quick. Oh, okay. Did somebody email us about him? Was it a message or was it just to me? I don't know. But I got a message from somebody about Alcala and they said that Alcala. there's... Alcala. <laughs> Rodney, Alcala. There's actually footage of him like bothering the girl who won the or the or from the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like kicked him out of the green room and all this shit. I guess he mm-hmm. was like harassing the fuck out of her. And there's like footage of that actually mm-hmm. happening. Cause in the book, if I remember right, they said that she chose not to go on the date later. She was like, I got a creepy vibe. I don't want to yeah, go. Yeah. She, that's what it said that she declined the date. But apparently it's cause he was getting a little rapey choky with her in the green room. Yeah. I he don't was know. like getting touchy mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. No, yeah. well that must've been just to you. Cause I don't recall that. Okay. But I did look that up. Yeah. I just, it was just the other day too. I I forget, like when I get messages, I don't ever remember if they're just to me or if they're I do to the both same thing of us. Where I'm like, was that to color me dead or was that to me? And I answered the other day, I answered somebody like, like it was to both of us. Mm-hmm. And I, and so they were like, are you bipolar? Cause you keep saying we, or like, <laughs> Because I kept waiting for you to chime in, and then I was like, oh, this was just to me. Oh, fuck. This is to fuck. my personal account. All right. I've done that, too, where I I, I kept saying us and we, and uh-huh. um, at the very end of it, they were like, do you have, like... A mouse in all- your pocket? Yeah. What is, I say that to people with this fucking we, 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 no, bitch, you, 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 you got a fucking mouse in your pocket? Um but anyway, I got to the end of it and they were like, do you often refer to yourself as multiples? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, no. sorry, man. Thought it was our, yeah. There's, so, there's more than one of so them. So if you get messages from us where we act like there's two of us, well, right. it's because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Meh. We, Happens. Yeah. Happens. So yeah, Jody Arias. Um, I really liked that episode. It is one of my favorites. That was the first one I listened to. I remember because I was doing your hair and you're like, you're listening to this. I'm like, oh God, I'm scared. It's going to scare me. I loved that episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but there is a lot of uh, additional information that has been made available that I think we should revisit that. I do too. I don't I want to research that one. I don't necessarily want to redo it because the episode itself was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like for whatever purpose, I don't know if uh, the stars just aligned perfectly for me, but I was on point mm-hmm. with that and it was very funny and it was, it was a good episode. Um, uh, recently, one of our, one of my mutual friends who also listens to What the Fuss. Okay, if you guys don't listen to What's the Fuss, do it. Go, go now, go subscribe and listen. Um, because we we really love the What's the Fuss boys. Yeah. Um, one of their fans 
recently had a situation where a chick that he had fiddle fucked around with (laughs) got on the what's the fuss group page and was like if such and such girls on here i want the fuck out and like made i saw that holy shit but i didn't see what i i saw what you posted and i laughed and i didn't see the rest okay so (laughs) love you birdo (laughs) so one of their one of their fans um his name is alberto anyway uh he fucked around and threw some dick at the wrong chick and apparently she was under the impression that if you smash papas and spend more than a couple days with somebody that you're an exclusive item together forever because i'd find you (laughs) (laughs) jesus get you at one point in time when she posted i want the fuck out of here she was upset that alberto had asked a waitress where to get alcohol on a sunday in baton rouge okay or where, wherever he was, okay? Because, you know, not all parishes in Louisiana are New Orleans, and the fucking booze just falls from the skies all fucking hours of every day. Like, while you're in the bathroom, you can refill your drink. Right? <laughs> just fucking gin bubbling from the, <laughs> the fountain, right? So, um, anyway, he had, he had asked a young lady who was serving their table where they could go and get booze. Now, keep in mind that he did add this young lady, this server, to the group page, okay? She's engaged to be married. She's just like an innocent fucking bystander in this whole fucking equation, right? Oh, my God. I I should fuck. This makes so much more sense now. Should we call Birdo and make him talk about it? (laughs) I'm like tempted anyway we can do it on the next one right yeah list. dude i'm gonna i'm right gonna make note. alberto fucking talk about his mess i'm gonna message him and be like yo i'm talking shit about you right now anyway um so then on what's the fuss group page shit hits the fan because this chick that thought that they were like an exclusive item starts messaging this adorable little server okay and she's like fuck you you heifer by the way, by the way, bitch, you misspelled heifer, okay? And it's not that fucking hard. And there's autocorrect on your phone. I know, like you had to try really hard to misspell that. Uh, anyway, she was like, because of you, I broke up with Alberto. And she, 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 she was like, bitch, if you broke up with him, that is on you, you crazy asshole. So anyway, I fucked with Berto about this literally for days because I thought it was so goddamn funny. But at one point in time, I was like, goddamn, Alberto, get, 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 a, get a grip on your slut. <laughs> and this girl looks just like Jody Arias. Oh, no. Um, so hold on. Let me pull up our messages. And you can read them if you want to. I don't give a shit. But um, there he is. So this is what I send Birdo because one is Jody Arias and one is the <gasps> chick. <laughs> oh my God. So keep in mind that that is a really bad photo of this girl, which it's her fucking profile picture, which is completely beyond me. Because in other photographs that I've seen, she's actually not a bad looking girl. I think she's kind of plain, but she's not a bad. She's not. So unfortunate. Jody. She's, she, she's not totally without. But when I sent him that, I was like, I even put it on a, on the What's the Fuss group page. I was like, yo, since it looks like you're about to be Jody Ariest, can I get a little bit on your uh, childhood? So when I do an episode on you. And then I made him a mixtape with a bunch of like wildly obsessive songs. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I couldn't help myself. I was being kind of a twat. But at, at, at any rate, if you don't listen to What's the Fuss, you need to go and listen. And they've got several different uh, sideshows that they do as well. But that's uh, Rocky, Etchy, and Rye. Yes, it is. Every time Etchy likes something that I post or say or something, I'm like, <gasps> 
veggie. <laughs> he love- listens to me. He knows who I am. I my love veggie. I did that with Rocky at first too. Now now I'm used to you, Rocky. Like I know that you listen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're old news, Rocky. Fuck. Stone cold. I know. I, it, I didn't to, mean it that way. You know what I meant. We still need to get up with the uh, the what's the fuss boys because we were going to do a crossover episode. Yes, yeah, so we even have the subjecto. Yes, we do. I, we have the book. I know. We went and bought reading material. Well, and you can get on. Uh, there's a lot of documentaries, or it's like like on HBO uh-huh. and shit. And actually, some of my favorite quotes, and nobody fucking gets them except for Rocky because they're literal quotes from that killer. And so he gets it when I say it, but nobody else does. So that'll be fun when we drop that. But his quotes are fucking. They're quite clever. The first time I hear heard him, I was hear him hear him because I hear him often. The first time I heard him, I was like, oh "What? Yeah, dude." Um, hold on. There's one specifically. Hold on. Because I just listened to that series. Well, I listened to it twice on um, last podcast. Well, don't don't say it. Don't, because I don't want people to know yet. I didn't say it, did I? No, you didn't. I was telling you not to say it. Well, you typed it in and I was saying, oh, saying it, and I was like, did I say it? <laughs> this is this is one of my favorites because I I've said this to people in real life. My friend, there's more than one way to do it. There's more than one way to skin something that was alive. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. T. I remember exactly where I was when I heard that quote because I was like, what? Or or my favorite. It was due to business. Mm-hmm. Why did you kill him? Ah, it was business. Business. It was business. And business <laughs> is good. <laughs> Name that movie. <laughs> Fucking major pain. Yeah. Dude. You want Kevin. me to take your mind off that finger? Dude, I one tubby tubby. Two tubby tubby. At my a quote I use from that one all the time that nobody ever gets is Ain't you gonna eat? Because <laughs> when he like they sit down to eat and he like shovels his food in his mouth and then she's like, What the fuck? He's like, Ain't you gonna eat? Hey, and I love that movie. That's mm. probably one of my all-time favorites. I used to watch it with my dad all the time. I fucking love... As far as Damon Wayne movies go, that's probably one of my oh, favorites. Oh, yeah. That but, and The Last Boy Scout. <gasps> I don't know if I've seen it. What the fuck? Ugh. Hunty. We are going to have discussion about your fucking listening and watching. I... I was grew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were. I've been watching a lot of Despicable Me. It Yeesh. makes me happy. Despicable Does this me. count as annoying? <laughs> it's so fluffy. It's so fluffy. So anyway, yeah. Um, Beck the Ranch. Jody Arias. Uh, sorry, I went off on a small tangent there. Slight. There's a lot of stuff that has been dropped as far as letters that she has responded to or different information, different um fan theories Mm -hmm. of what has taken place and i found myself on a i like to spend a lot of time on reddit okay and if you aren't on reddit you might find me on there one day all willy fucking nilly but there was a thread of shit on jody arias and it was talking about all the different things um, in regards to how she could have possibly attacked him, um, all the different scenarios as far as like, 
whether she's mentally ill, if she has multiple personalities, which these are all, like I said, these are all speculations. These are all fan-made theories. But it was so interesting because one person was like, I actually wrote to her. She wrote back. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, so whenever somebody makes a claim, obviously you have to provide proof. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they took a photo of the letter they wrote to Jody. And then they took a letter or uh, took a photo of the letter she responded with. Now, in the letter that she responded with, she skirted around a lot of the questions that person had asked her. Um, and maybe it's because she still has still has appeals. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that a lot of people that are incarcerated, even if they're on death row, like she uh-huh. is, they don't respond to certain questions because those are incriminating things. Um, anyway, she did let fly a couple of things that I was like, holy shit, she actually wrote that and sent it to you. Now, of course, me being me, I was like, ah, what if they wrote this letter to themselves? So I printed it and then I went back and printed shit that had her legitimate fucking handwriting that was submitted as evidence. And I sat and played fucking penmanship professional. You're like, I am a handwriting specialist i will detect this bullshit do you see the discrepancy here so what i did was i printed both of them (laughs) legit i did this printed both of them and then i would find certain letters l's g's s's right um, stuff like that and then put them over the top and i was like oh that really is her fucking as far as i can tell with my untrained unprofessional eye it does appear fuck that you're a professional you did this now i'm a professional however it would be very easy for somebody else to print something that really was her handwriting and then mimic it you know what i mean of course ah, there's there's wiggle room for everything but jody arias i would like to revisit those because i she is such a fucking crazy person i genuinely think that she's just unhinged I don't think she has multiple personalities. I don't think she's got a dark passenger fucking hidden away in her brain. I think she is the dark passenger. Mm -hmm. She's just fucking nuts. Ivan's driving. Mm -hmm. At all times. At all times. She doesn't have a fucking alternate driver. Fun side story. You know this story, but I'll tell the listeners about um, letters. Uh, When we were at the museum Oh, the Museum of Death? And we met Melissa Morgan, who was one of our examinators. Yes. Um, she was like that stationery that Richard Ramirez's mm-hmm. letter is on. I sent that to him. I was like, oh, oh my fucking Jesus. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> it was like, like chills everywhere. Yeah, like your arm hair starts to grow just a little bit. I was like, holy fucking shit. She's like, yeah, I sent that to him. I was like, oh my God. Christ. Fiergas. Oh. I still can't, like, I know, yeah, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. It to is. Me. I, I, like, you sent him stationery. He wrote a letter to somebody else on the stationery that you sent, and now it's in a museum. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> right? Jesus and now Christ. it's in the museum. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh, I'm F and G. Okay. My next one is the Cadet Killers. Mm. Episode 50. That was a favorite, because that was something I knew about from the second that it not the second, because, you know, but the time that it happened until we got to cover it, and I still knew a lot of it, and, like, it's personally invested. Two murders that we've covered that my brother was actually... Yeah, right? You know. In the know? He knew 
two of the... Well, I don't think he knew Veronica Fitzson, but he knew her brother and was friends with him. Right. And he knew the victim... <coughs> Excuse me. He, oh, I guess he didn't know the victim. He knew the murderer. You mirrored and And the cadet killers. And that was... That was one of my favorites to cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would lead me into one of mine. Ooh. Veronica, Veronica Fitzson. Fitzson. <laughs> I figured that was um, going to be on your Because list. I have a little piece to add to that. Oh, nice. As you know, uh-huh. and I'm going to go ahead and tell it here because it's a small, small piece. We don't um, no need for extra. Yeah, no need for another episode. However, um, I... Not only was I, uh, I was really glad that her mother reached reached out to us. Miss um, Jeanette was sincerely one of the sweetest people I've ever had the pleasure of talking to, and especially when it comes to such dark matter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that being said, doing those episodes was really awesome because I found out that one of my coworkers' daughter listens to the show, and when she found out that her mom worked with me, She's like, oh my god, you, you blah 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 blah. They did uh, Roger Strunk, and she was like, "There's some bad information in there." Well, it wasn't bad information when I talked about him staying in Mazer. So he actually lived in town, and we talked about that because he lived right off 100 South. However, he did go and spend time with somebody that lived around the corner, right off 1500 West in Mazer. Now he oh. didn't live there with his mother, but I kind of fucked that up because I got ahead of myself. However. Uh, while I was at flogging Molly. Yeah. I just remember like the light bulb went, went on off. that I remember light what you're going to talk about. So I'm at flogging Molly and I happen to run into a rather large man um, who says, hey, 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 those episodes you did on Roger Strunk. I was like, oh, fuck you. Listen. He's like, oh, yeah, I never miss an episode. And I was like, sweet. So I'm sitting here talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, I was in prison with that guy. And I was like. I got chills again. I got him really? last time. I just got him so again. So I'm, t- I'm talking to this guy. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I listen to Color Me Dead, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you want to know something? I was like, I do. He said he was my bunkie. <sighs> I was like, no shit. How was that? And he's like, well, let's just say that his new jaw and titanium chin is courtesy of me. So apparently, and I'm going to leave names out of this, okay? Um, right. I happened to, I, I got to sit and chit chat with this guy, but... Earlier on, this gentleman was in prison for a, a variety of things, um, drugs and theft and this and that, okay? Well, they threw him into a cell with Roger Strunk, and the guy, he was like, yo, I can't be in a fucking room with this guy. He's like, I don't want to be in the same cell as Roger. He's a fucking dirty baby toucher. Uh-huh. Like, fuck this guy. Get me out of here. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Well, come to yeah. find out that Roger had actually... From what I understand, this is the story that was given to me. He went around and lied about why he was in prison and was trying to keep of his charges under wrap. <clears throat> now, they knew that this person would know him because they were from the same area. They intentionally put this big motherfucker into the same cell with Roger Strunk because the guards can't touch him. And if he's running around lying to everybody in the cell block about what his charges are, nobody's going to fuck with him, right? Because they don't know what he's in there for. Mm -hmm. This guy knew. So long story short, some words were exchanged. He tried to get out of this fucking cell. The, The guards were like, yeah, yeah, we'll put it on the list. One thing led to another, and he ended up kicking the fuck. And when I say kick the fuck out of Roger Strunk, he broke his foot and ankle kicking him into a metal desk oh my god subsequently roger strunk was kicked in the head so many times that he 
was rendered unconscious and shit himself, was taken out of the, the cell block. At which time, so was the gentleman who did the kicking, okay? Mm-hmm. As he's leaving, he's like, fuck, 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 did I kill him? He's like, oh my God, like, I'm never getting out of prison. They were like, what are you talking about? You fell down and broke your ankle on the stairs. And he was like, really? And they were like, oh, yeah, we don't know what happened to that guy. Fuck, fall fall down in the cell, hit his head, I don't know. But you, you fell down on the stairs and broke your ankle. And then they put him in a different room. So... Did, no way. Yeah. So Roger Strunk has all sorts of metal in his face now from where he got his fucking fucking face kicked in because he wouldn't shut up about Veronica. So from what I understand, he tried to explain away what he had done. No. And right. you wonder why your face got smashed. And then you wonder why your fucking funky kicked your fucking face in. So long story short, I get stopped at the concert by a huge man like he is not a small dude um and he was like oh yeah your podcast i was like oh fuck and i was wearing a color me yeah. dead shirt you know and he's like yeah that podcast you do and i was like oh fuck and he's like let me tell you what i know and the guy walks with a fucking cane no shit his ankle and foot oh, are fucked up my like God. permanently the gentleman walks with a fucking cane just so happens he is local and i fucking see him every now and again when i'm on my way to work and he's like oh hey how's it going you know and i'll see him in passing i'm like fucking hey so anyway has roger strunk been punished exponentially behind bars yes good fuck i i hate to say that because it sounds so inhumane Uh, but fuck you fuck you you don't do that you don't fucking do that what's funny is multiple people have reached out to me uh, since doing the episode. Now, uh, I also not going to say names and things because I don't want to pull people, uh, personally into the podcast without permission. However, I was speaking with a gentleman who knew that I did the episode, knew that episodes, knew that we had covered the episode on Roger Strunk and he was like, dude, did you hear about the van that he set on fire? And I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah. So right up here, And he's talking about this area that's not far from Main Street. There was an old abandoned van, like broke down. And you actually see that out here quite a bit, whether it's old cars or RVs or whatever. Well, this whole fucking car was plastered or this van was plastered with uh, pornographic material, like hardcore pornographic material. Anyway, it was like his own fucked up x-rated clubhouse and several several kids around the area this person included this young man included that was around the same age as roger knew about this van and it was like nudie fucking extravaganza and it was full of like hardcore snuff porn and other inappropriate materials okay Mm. so um apparently Roger, like somebody went and tattled about this fucking van and all of the material that was in it, whether it was, you know, magazines or what have you. Um, Roger then set the van on fire to rid any any association guilt slash whatever about knowing this place or having it or whatever. Burned it to the fucking ground and set a field on fire. And it was you know it was like 
for weeks, months, they were trying to figure out, you know, who was responsible for setting this field on fire and come to find out it was Roger and said that he was, you know, somebody said that they, oh, we were playing with fireworks or, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. He had a, an abandoned van full of really nasty porn that he was trying to get rid of. This makes me think of the the Ohio Leaf dude that I did while you were in mm. rehab. <clears throat> he like burned burned it. What? How do you how do you get rid of it? He like stole a bunch of shit and burned the house. Like, oh okay, that's how he gets rid of his fingerprints. Burn it. So apparently he's on the same level as this guy. <laughs> okay, whatevs, man. This guy also collected multiple, like, you know, Trinkets. tons of leaves. Oh, fuck. No, okay. it was just leaves, like just piles leaves. and piles of leaves all over his house. Leaves. Oh yeah, I remember. I know this case. Yeah, you know it. Oh man, fucking weirdo. Yep, that's who that reminded me. <laughs> if you need to get rid of the evidence, what do you do? You, you burn, burn it. it. Uh, so yeah, I I really like doing those episodes more or less because I knew I was playing with a little bit of fire when I did them. It went way better than I thought it would. Oh, yeah. Um, I was scared to do that. When you said we're doing that one, I'm like, ah, okay, let's like, do this. Okay. I think. Yeah. Wait, do you, are you sure? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Do no. I, I thought that episode of Family Guy, do I pull it out or leave it in? Do I pull it out or leave it in? Where he's got that shard of glass in his head. That's kind of how you feel. You're like, ah, uh, shit, okay. I felt that way on a couple. I was like, ah, fuck. let's do this. There's been... So I've had... Uh, as many, many of you may not know, I actually have a couple of lawyers on retainer. One is a family lawyer that does like our property and like the, mm-hmm. tr- the trust and shit for the family. And then I have another lawyer that I happen to find all willy fucking nilly. They listen to the show and they give legal advice on shit we can and cannot cover. Okay. So if anybody sends us a case if we don't do it it's because we've been in been advised like you may not do no this. don't do that yeah because we got sent one and found out more information and it was like no nope. don't touch that one so unfortunately they and it was shortly after we covered dj ficky mm-hmm. which by the by if anybody is curious on where that's going there is some things <sighs> in the hopper on the dj ficky case with Mm-hmm. stuff being people named. people's names being we're, we're on the cusp of and if you don't if you're unfamiliar with that please go back and listen to that episode isn't it no i was gonna tell you what number it was i was gonna say 33 but that's the mullet man hold on i know i know i will know it as soon as you say it because it's a big one and we say mm-hmm. it often but i can't think of what it is oh i need right around there yeesh you would think, fuck, man, I know. <laughs> I wanna, I'm going to guess 45. I'm going with 45. Nope, that's Damn it. Alcala. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I have that written right here. <laughs> I literally have that in front of my face. It's right after him, I think. 48, 49. Mm-mm. What the fuck is it? Oh, 55. 55. I was so, so close. I was only 10 off. 10 off. So close. So close. So go back and listen to episode 55, Justice for DJ, and listen to that. But we're there's some new things that are going to be unearthed. Okay, my next one is Pork Chop Rob. Of course. We had so much fucking fun doing that one. He is a fucked up piece of shit individual. 
he was a piece of shit and so gross. Like I think that I am just filthy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go against me. I did. I literally did not eat ground meat for months after that. I I had to like really. I had to like really ramp myself up for it and be like. You can do this. <laughs> oh, and those are episodes 51 through 54. Mm-hmm. And while I was like looking up the refreshers on him, I forgot how like fucking sick he makes me. The pictures, the, how he I looks. I still stop and think about the fucking hair piece. The uh, hair piece that he had glued in <laughs> that he ended up having to have like removed because he didn't wash no, it or take it, it off. It. Oh. it reminds me of that Eminem song. You don't know how sick you make me. Have you heard it? <laughs> you make me fucking sick to my stomach oh, every yeah. time I think of you. I puke. Okay, so while I was looking it up, I found 10 dark facts about the Robert Picton, the pig farmer. All right, hit me. Um, okay, well, the first one that he is quiet. They always say quiet ones. You got to watch. Blah. We already know that. But they said he was a party animal. Uh, he had a wild side, but if I remember right, he didn't actually... He didn't party. He didn't drink or do drugs. He yeah. was like there. He was present, but he didn't actually imbibe. Yeah. And this says that he would often have gatherings where he would drink and use illicit drugs, which I feel like I'm going to call that false. I'm mm-hmm. going to be Dwight Schrute right now and say false. <laughs> false. <laughs> because they said that he always provided it to everybody else, but, but he, he was, never did it. Yeah. He, he liked always... to be clear headed. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And then they were talking about the farm. Farm is number eight. Number seven is the beginning, where they say that there's no, they don't know when he began. Okay, there. I know there was something in here that I really wanted to talk about. Now I can't remember what it was. So maybe not. Number six was the east side where he got all of his ladies of the night. Ladies. The ladies. Um... And then they talked about his, it, it's number five is pig. You sounded like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> number five was pig fodder. That's what it says. Pig fodder. Because he had an unusually bizarre method of disposing of his victims, mm. which made it extremely difficult for authorities to convict him. Kind of, except for when he put their heads, hands, and feet in a bucket in the I was going to say, he left shit laying out. It's not like he was fucking clean yeah and number four is the one where i'm not going to eat sausage anymore for a while because it's unwitting cannibalism and it's got a picture of like ground oh god and how he like threw the scraps into the ground it's kind of like joseph meth joseph methany Mm -hmm. like if you and the difficult thing is there is not a book written about him and there is very little information on him and so when people are like oh blah 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 have you heard of joseph methany yeah i have want to know why we haven't covered covered it because it'd be a 22 minute episode that's Uh, how much information 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 and I like to continue eating yeah. barbecue. Well, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say like food product in general, but it's really difficult to do an episode on him because there's so fucking little information. And you would think, one would think that a person that is, has been accused of feeding victims to other people, that there would be something more. Guess what? There's fucking There's not. nothing. Mm-mm. Did he really? We don't know. Maybe he just said he did. But don't know. Number three is the known victims and talking about how little evidence they had. 
And then the known victims. Oh, it's the twist of fate. Number one is the tw- his twist of fate. Um, he unwittingly gave a confession while in custody after his arrest on February 22nd, 2002, mm-hmm. while he was in prison talking mm-hmm. about how he killed 49. And we he all, wanted to make it an even, an 50. even 50. Yeah, we know all of those. I just was reading them as I was refreshing on him and I was like, oh, you still make me sick. I still don't like you. I still don't. Steal. Steal. Steal to this day. I do not like. <laughs> but you make for some good fucking jokes. And that book was a good read mostly. It was 700 pages though. And it was like a lot of repeat stuff in it. All right. Mir ain't now what? Is it your turn? It is my turn. Um, I would just like to say back to episode 55, Justice for DJ. That was a killer fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time that I'd ever had to ask for legal advice on, sorry, I'm blended, a fat, <laughs> and I had to run to the potty. I had to go piss, piss. I take a piss, piss. Uh, that, and I'm completely out of shape. I spent the last week and a half in front of my PS4 playing fucking video games. Anyway, episode 55, Justice for DJ, uh, Amanda Shirley had reached out to us and asked us to do the episode, and I was really hesitant to do it because um, I, you know, we were still pretty fresh, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Episode 55, that was quite a while ago. And uh, I remember that because I was like, I'm writing Porkchop Rock, maybe I'll take take a look at it, but I got a 700-page book. You're like, I'm on it. I'm like, all right. And it, it actually took me about three and a half, four weeks to write the episode um, because there was a lot of information that was sent to me uh, from his sister. And I mean, it had everything from 911 calls to uh, autopsy to, I mean, it was, it was pretty in depth and it was a situation where I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I could and couldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first time that I had actually reached out for legal counsel and was like what can and can i not say and they said is it a closed case and i said currently yes and they said have any arrests been made and i was like no and they were like okay then you have to change the name of that person but other than that you can say whatever the fuck you want i was like really and they're like oh yeah dude it's closed case like as far as the state of go for it yeah as far as the state of alabama and georgia are concerned Nothing you can say is going to impede the, you know, the investigation. I was like, fuck it. So we did do that episode. And that episode was almost four hours long. It was a, it's a very lengthy episode. It was. Um, not only that, but I've had the opportunity to talk to his sister, Amanda, quite a bit. Um, she's been a huge supporter. Oh, she has. She's been amazing. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar with that, go look up Justice for DJ on Facebook. Um, I mean, their family is just really really good people. Um, and I enjoyed getting to know every one of them. Um, cause I've, I've talked to, uh, his other sister. I'm drawing a fucking blank. I am too. Cause I'm <gasps> friends with her on Facebook. Amanda and Crystal. Crystal. Thank you. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know, I know, like, I know I this did. name. I know Fuck. it. Um, and briefly we spoke to his, his widow. Yeah. I that that stopped me in my tracks when I got the request. Yeah, I was like, oh. "Oh." Um. So that was a really good episode. Um, Not only because it was a personal um, request, 
and it was very in-depth and it kind of it touched back onto some other like situations um that i i dealt with personally back in the day Mm. anyway it was very interesting it was a good episode um and it meant something you know what i mean sometimes we do episodes and I'm not going to say the episodes don't mean anything, but when it's of a personal nature and people are seeking justice for another individual, it means something. It does, yeah. So, yeah, Justice for DJ, episode 55. That's certainly one of my favorites. I remember that one because we were standing in your living room going through the um, pathology report. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about all of the ways that the bullet could go in and out. And oh, yeah. We sat and played fucking forever. autopsy report. Dude, uh-huh. we did it. My house, your house. Uh-huh. We had other people when I'm like, okay, if this is how the bullet goes, this is how they found it. This is what everything did. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I even I took it to my mom and stepdad. Like, uh, it was who like we are packed medical everywhere we went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we took. Yeah, we really did. Uh, but when two medical professionals, a doctor and a fucking registered nurse that have been in the field for how many decades, they're like, that's not possible. Mm-mm. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. They've both been going for 30, 30 years at least. Right. Yeah. And neither one of them could figure it out. Um, my next one is Froze. Froze. Fred and Rose West, which were yeah. episodes 71 through 74. Those were really hard for me. And it was a lot of work. Like from start to finish, those took me six weeks mm-hmm. to write. I can't remember why. Something had happened that you went to the hospital in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, God. I was trying to remember because we skipped an episode. Fuck. We that was the first time we ever skipped one, and you were like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "Don't you don't fucking worry about that. How about you just stay alive?" Okay, <laughs> which <laughs> brings me to it, uh, real quick. Um, History dweebs lost oh, a yes. huge, huge part of their community. Heather Phillips actually passed away recently, and she actually succumbed to the same shit I was hospitalized with. Um, I watched part of the live um, oh, video with Ben. With ben. Mm-hmm. Nope. I got through 30 seconds of it and it broke my heart and tore it out and made me want to die. And mm-hmm. I couldn't take it. I struggled very, very hard um, because I've been watching their little love story unfold for quite some time. Yeah. Since um, DweebCon. Yeah. And it was one of those things where like they lived across the United States. They'd been talking online. And anyway, these two people fell in love. They met. They decided that, you know, they wanted to be together. He packs up his shit and moves like across the fucking nation to be with this person. And they literally could not have been better for to each other for each other type thing she became suddenly very ill she was admitted into the er on a tuesday and by thursday she had passed away mm-hmm. which i have questions that I'd, I'd like to speak to their hospital i have questions i do too holy I have fucking shit. big questions but that being said uh anyway fuck froze fuck froze like i don't have a whole lot to say about them just that i think it's one of my favorites because i put so much into it right and it was a lot and it was hard and it was it was one of, it was hard for me b- mentally <laughs> so it probably shouldn't be one of my favorites it's like one of my it's a hate a love hate thing because 
it was rough. Um, and that was the one that we were talking about where, you know, Nikki had one book and I had been watching a documentary and the gentleman that wrote An yeah. Evil Love, I was like, oh, fuck. So I hopped online and I bought that book. So I was like, he clearly knows his shit. He's kind of a, what he would be considered an expert. And I was like, I want to fucking know what this guy knows. Got the book. I started flipping through it and was like, here, take it. Like, Well, because take, the, take the book, stuff take, I was getting out of that other book, you're like, no. And I'm like, but look, it, 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 it says this. And so I started looking into what the book said. And I'm like, that's not right. And then you gave me the other one. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> it was only a 375 page book, but the but pages the were huge yeah the letters were small and i wrote myself 80 plus pages off of a 375 yeah, yeah. that one was a lot of mm-hmm. that was a lot mm-hmm. and i don't i just would have all, i'd like to forget everything i learned <laughs> right. yacht me them <laughs> yacht me i don't yike Mm-mm. oh mayan um and this one's really fresh, <clears throat> but of course I'm going to say Emmett Till. Me too. Um, and here's why. It's something that I toyed with for quite some time on wanting to do. And I wanted certain material to, to research to do these episodes. Um, not only that, but I knew that I could be tiptoeing into dangerous territory mm-hmm. when it comes to things of racial um, tensions. Uh, I think we did really well. I do too. I think that we, and I know we did very well because we've been complimented on those episodes. A lot. Yes. And where people were like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Or I'm really glad that you did that because, you know, and there, and it didn't matter what color people were. Um, literally every, every color under the sun, we've had people reach out to us and be like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Um, there was a lot of hard work that went into that mm-hmm. on all fronts, whether it was, um, writing the episodes, editing the episodes, you know, there was just, there was a lot that went into that. And, you know, I was like, this should be two pieces. Then I get to the second part and I'm like, just kidding. It's going to be three parts. And then I get, you know, through, we look at each other and we're like, it's going to have to be four. Most of these, (laughs) there hasn't been one where we planned on it being four parts. It's Mm -hmm. always, if anything's four parts, it's been planned on being two. Yep. (laughs) And But you get into it and it's like, I need another one. Wait, I need another one. You're like, God damn. Sorry. Sorry, give me a second. Um, But I really liked the fact that we, we had an opportunity to cover something that if you look it up, there's very few podcasts that have actually uh-huh touched it's hard yeah um i got a compliment the other day because every time i would get a compliment on it i was like that was all angel like i was there oh. and i edited it that's editing on that one took a minute yeah well they all do but i really like i sort of looked into it like i honestly didn't i honestly didn't do a whole lot on this one compared to what i usually do and I was like, that was all Angel. She wrote it. She kicked ass. And it was Dan that told me this. And he's like, no, you two together. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you got your back and forth on point on that one. I was like, oh, thanks. Shit. Well, well shit. Well, shit. Well, <laughs> shit on me. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't, I can't even push this one off because that that had to do with me because everybody's i was like that was angel she kicked ass on this one hey, like that's so. all her and yeah. teamwork 
Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeesh. Yeesh. That was a badass series. It, it it was a good one. And it's, like I said, there's been episodes and there are episodes that I have like tucked away um, that I have wanted to do and I've like toyed with it and I've gotten the information and I've written them and then I just stare at them because I'm not sure. Veronica Fitzen was one of those. Um, Emmett Till was another one of those. There are episodes that I want to cover. There's shit that I want to do, but I'm very hesitant because you don't know how people are going to respond. Here's the thing, you guys. We have bled years, literally two years, Mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears into this, whether it was fucking time, effort, money. We have foregone fucking vacations. We have like dude there's been times that like for weeks on end all we do is fucking read and write and research while everybody else is going and enjoying and doing and being we're fucking dumping our lives into this fucking podcast or even like well you were writing the Emmett Till stuff and I went out of town Mm. and I came home and I was like this is so awesome because I don't have to do anything when I get home. <laughs> because for so long, it was like, if I do go somewhere, I'm going to pay for it by being up all night long yeah. to, you know, we put lots. We do. Like a lot it. of time and effort goes into this because eventually, you know, we have we have a an idea of where we want this all to go and how we want it to be. And we know that it takes sacrifice. It mm. takes a lot more than just showing up. Like, or, you have to yeah. show out and show up. <laughs> All night. Like the, the, Well, when you were in rehab, there was nights that I would record until 4 o'clock in the morning. and Because that was the only time I could with a co-host. With the, oh, my God. That was so hard. <laughs> with other co-hosts. Because you have to kind of, like, be at their mercy. You're yeah. like, well, I have to have it at the latest at this point so that I can edit it. So that ended up being, like, 4 o'clock in the morning after I had spent, like, the week writing it. And being up and dealing with kids and fuck. fuck. Yeah, no, dude. That's like when people are like, why? I had somebody be like, why are you so meh about this person or this getting done in the like in the group or towards I'm like, motherfucker, the amount of time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, fucking money, like that we have dumped into this, I'll be goddamned if I let one person take away from what we've built. Mm-hmm. We have a small fucking empire that one day <coughs> excuse me, I got so so, I got so excited you had to choke my spit. <laughs> But, like, no, like, from start to finish, dude, we have fucking, like, bled, color me dead, for two fucking years, and I am not going to let anybody take that away from me. I'm not going to have somebody fucking make the focus of the podcast group about anything but color me dead, fucking Nikki and Angel. Like, this is ours. Mm -hmm. And if you fuck with me, bye. Bye, bitch. But, you know, there's been certain situations that have taken place where, you know, the the podcast direction has gone somewhere else because somebody else tried to take a piece of the pie. And I'm like, nah, you don't get to fucking claim Mm -hmm. fuck all of Color Me Dead. You show up and show out and then we'll talk. Sorry, I kind of... That was vague as fuck. I know what you mean. I'm with you. You know, just saying there's yeah you don't you don't get to belly up to my fucking table well there's people that have been here that have helped us out that haven't tried to take anything away from it and for those we appreciate thank you for helping out not expecting to you know be handed some kind of speaking of people who help us out and don't expect anything from it my next episode that i like Mm -hmm. is it my turn 
Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if you went after me. Yeah, you did. You did Emmett Till. My next was the uh, anything with Kagan, but the Urban Legends one was really fun for me. He scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> like Kagan. he literally scared me. It was Kagan? Yeah, he scared me to death. I was sitting down here in the basement another time where we had to record late at night <laughs> because something happened. We had it set to do in the middle of the day. Something happened and I couldn't. Like with three kids on my own, shit always happens. Angel and I are always like we set a time to record and then it's like. Wait, no, I had to do this. No, but you know, and it'll end up being on a Tuesday and it needs to be out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> shit happens, dude. That's the fucked up shit about podcasting is, and this is where I think a lot of people um, in co-host situations don't make it or whatever, because there are some people that are like, it has to be this day at this time. Has to be, has to be. And it doesn't work I'm sorry, but way. life Life does not always go the way you plan, whether it's work or kids, or you just need to fucking sleep, or you need mm-hmm. to relax, or something, your mom, or your fucking stepdad, or it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Shit happens. And that's the one thing that I'm thankful for with my co-host is that she understands, and so do I. Yeah, same thing. because Shit happens. I've had to put it off being, and I know there's a lot of other people out there, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to pour me I'm still still getting used to it. Being single mom of three kids, like there literally isn't somebody, there's nobody in town that can help me as far as another parent. <laughs> He's not here in town. He's not in this state. Right. So I can't be like, hey, I can't do this. Can you take them right. today? It's all me. And it's, it's weird. It's hard because you have to, you have to stop everything you're doing to fucking deal with them, which I love it. I'm not going to give it up for the world. I love my kids. I'll do anything for them. But that's why we have to put it off a lot. Cause it's like, well, somebody got sick or we have hockey or, or we're having a meltdown or (laughs) I, I've been in situations where I'm like, yo, I really just, I, I just work four graveyards back to back. Uh My fucking days or nights are backwards. I'm not sure what day it is. I need to fucking sleep. And when I look at you and I've got this face and you're like, yeah, bitch, you need to fucking (laughs) lay down. I'm like, I will catch up with you tomorrow. Just let me get some sleep. Yeah. and it, But it has to happen. Like, as much as I would like the podcast to be self-sufficient in so many ways, it's not. No, it's not going to be that way. For not a for a minute. Like, no. and don't get me wrong. We love each and every one of our Patreons and your pledge because your support means the oh world to God. us. Oh, my God. But... When we turn around and we buy stickers and hoodies and t-shirts and water bottles, all that money literally just goes, like, everything you guys donate, almost every single penny goes right back into the Mm -hmm. podcast. Just saying. It (laughs) does. And so thank Jesus that you guys are helping us out that way, because that support makes it so that we don't have to, because I'm a single mom. I don't have shit. (laughs) I'm I'm just a lowly employee that works part-time. I'm trying to go full-time, and I don't know that my brain can handle full-time graveyards. (laughs) Just saying. But anyway, going back, going back to where we got off on that tangent, Kagan and I were recording at night, and we're telling Urban Legends, which I knew the Urban Legends. He wrote that episode, and he was like kind of surprising me with them. And I knew them all, but oh my God, I, I like didn't want to open the door to this basement because I didn't want to see what was out there. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get murdered. The the dude with the hook, he's going to be out there and he's watching me. I don't fucking scream, know. Scream, God. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Me. Scared myself. But yes. Um, I think, I think we need to, uh, we need to go ahead and, and high five each other Hi. on the so-sodes.
yeah because <laughs> quite frankly i've had a lot of people who are like dude we live for the fucking sosos and on the days that they don't come out we're like oh i and know like, hey, i've man, been trying so, you know. so hard I'm like, those are extra those are something that nikki put together where she's like hey yo i think i'm gonna drop these like blooper reels on fridays and i'm like awesome you guys have to stop fucking put your paws like this because that is all fucking nick She's the one that takes those little clips and puts them into a fun little episode for you. But everybody fucking loves the Sosodes. Yes, and I might make an official announcement if it's okay with you. Oh, I, I officially Can we don't know what to Monday. I don't give a fuck. Do you care? I think they're going to officially change to Mondays, which will be good because that'll start your week off with a Sosode. I might or- drop them early, but. Um, there's been a lot softball season now we went from hockey to softball this last (laughs) week it was late because i had seven kids that i didn't realize that i was gonna have and i totally fucking forgot about it like it wasn't anything but i forgot about it and saturday i was like jesus christ i didn't do it and so i did it and i put it out but (laughs) yeah i think we're gonna change them to mondays and i'm sorry if that fucks with your i'm sorry sorry if that fucks with your shit i have one in the hopper that i'm gonna release here i'll probably i'll try to get it out friday and then you'll get the so-so from this on monday is that me stuttering yeah well it had a little bit <laughs> and like i just looked at him like oh shit am i stuttering yeah. i know joe Ryder today junior i'm like fuck you there was some that i couldn't take out because it took out some of like the content or we made fun of it later and i was like i'm to fuck it because we didn't have a lot of dark comedy in that one no so i left in our comedy about little kid murder yeah so i left in some of our fuck-ups for the comic relief in that one good for you yeah that's why when you asked me did you leave in my starting i'm like yeah (laughs) i was like i wasn't trying to be a dick it was like some of the only stuff that we had that was you know funny you gotta leave that comic relief in there here and there (laughs) we need to oh go what we need to we watch. need to share this did you watch that fucking dude okay he was driving around in a big ass truck like randomly shooting at fucking churches schools in salt lake what the fuck and then he wrecked like drove his fucking vehicle into a building on state street and 15 cops gunned him down and killed him have you watched this footage it no. is fucking bananas oh what i just got a message from uh frank dukes mm-hmm. duke is dukes. dukes i don't know i just do you, say dukes. do you under do do you know where frank dukes comes from no oh god i just got it <laughs> jean-claude Fenton. um it, he sent me a video and it and the the message said uh, this video reminded me of the emmett till story y'all just did y'all did a great job by the Aww. way much love and respect He's the one that did our the rap that we put at, mm-hmm. at the beginning of random episodes because it was just something that I I heard him do it on Learning to Curse. Learning to Curse, which he is actually a permanent member of yeah. Learning to Curse now. Yeah. So you can go listen to him. I fucking love listening to his episodes. He's I, well, I love them anyway, but I love that they just added on like it made it that much more fun. But yeah, he's that's that's who we're talking about. What's up? Okay, I have one more that I okay. just want to say that I want to add to because okay. and then and it's a recent one. Okay, it's Cullen Charles Cullen. Mary. I feel like the end. I know that I didn't finish totally, 
I was literally in the end of my divorce. Like, this was the sign the fucking papers now so we can do this. Yeah, shit was a little fight. And that kind of got put under the rug. Right. The very end. And well, I think it was more along more. the lines of you're like, I have hotter shit to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And, and so uh, the the beginning, the first three were good. But when we got to where he got caught, it went from there. So I would like to go and finish that and just add. Revisit. Put it put it on there. Just, just add just it little, to that episode. Just a little revisit. Yeah. And while we're on here, uh, one more thing. Sorry. I feel like I'm trying to give it an, accept- an acceptance <laughs> speech and they're like playing the music and I'm like trying to yell over it. And I want to thank the guy who made those little muffins, <laughs> the egg McMuffins. For, for for without you, I would never, never have been be late. late. <laughs> Could all suicide attempts please wait until your next hour? <laughs> clueless for those of you that don't know the movie reference but while we're here i wanted to give big thanks to everybody that helped me out while you were gone because i don't know if i ever officially did that if i did i was in a fog because that was a big rough time for everybody sorry nikki this isn't about you i know we're just gonna i'm gonna need you to not have feelings and emotions when i almost drink myself to death and then go to rehab okay oh yeah thanks because it wasn't about me no (laughs) just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so here's my special thanks and if i miss anybody i'm so sorry but i'm gonna say thank you to chuck and adam from learning to curse um dan dan amore who did one episode with me kagan who saved my ass very very much emily duvall who also saved my ass a little bit on some episodes and my big brother ryan for being part of air biscuit air (laughs) I Shink. think I got everybody. I think I got all my co-hosts for that. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. That was a, a rough time for me. That was a... <clears throat> yep. Let's not talk about it. Let's not. Let's just pretend. I just love that there was so many people there for me. Thank and you, I wanted everybody, to give for all them your support. a big extra. Extra? Extra. <laughs> so stay tuned because this week we're going to be calling people. Ah, we've got a list questions. so we can give them a call this week so if you have submitted your name i don't know how i don't know what the phone number will be but it'll be from utah <laughs> a utah phone number i think most i think most everything has um jesus christ angel i think most everything has been sent through social media like through color me dead but i did have one that anyway so stay tuned for that yes do yes do yes have some yes have some (laughs) um so let's see i know i was trying to think of something to say when we get done go re-listen and (laughs) So don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. (laughs) And uh, stay Stay out out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.